Hello there and welcome to The Writing Apothecary, a podcast with tips, tricks, hacks and information about all things writing. I'm your host, Mandy Contos, and together with some awesome guests, we'll uncover the weird, wonderful and sometimes unpredictable world of writing. So grab your notebook, grab a pen or a tablet, or maybe even just listen and let's get started. Hey there, dreamy writers, and welcome back to our last lesson on plot. I'm loving all of the conflicts that you guys are bringing up. It's amazing to see the different obstacles you're putting in front of your characters. Today we're looking at the structure of a plot, so let's just dig into it. Once you've got your major dramatical question, there needs to be a structure to support it, and it might sound simple, but sometimes it gets lost with everything else that is going on. Every plot has a beginning, middle, and ending. Plot and structure are inseparable. You can't have one without the other. There is this one book that's on my TBR shelf and I have seen everyone raving about it. I brought it out of curiosity and no, it's not story genius, although I have also got that one and read it. And I flicked through this book. I wanted to be able to have the time to read it, but I haven't got there yet. But the book is Save the Cat Writes a Novel, the last book on novel writing you'll ever need by Jessica Brody, and it has some of the most amazing and intricate breakdown about how to plot. And I think, and once I think I'm done with creative calling, which I am currently reading, I think I'm going to dive into it, but I'm getting distracted. Let's get back into it. The beginning of a story has to have three key points. It has to drop your reader into the middle of the action. It has to provide all of the background information to get a reader up to speed, and it has to establish your major dramatic question. Your story should start at the beginning, but not right at the beginning. I know, it's an oxymoron, but you want your writers to be plunged into the story right then without them having to guess what's going on. It's why a lot of writers agonise over those first few sentences of their story. It's hard to find the right point to start your story at, but looking at the action that is happening in your story, you want to start it in the middle of that. So perhaps your narrator is leaving their spouse's house and is at the tail end of a really messy fight and they're packing up their stuff and getting the hell out of there and it's their point of change and would be the best place to start because it throws your readers directly into the path of what they need to see. They don't necessarily need to know or see the fight. They need to be able to see the action that's after it. And because it's an important plot point, that will be the point where you'll be able to meet your narrator and your readers will be able to understand who they are and what's going on. With starting in the middle of the action, you need to make sure that your readers can get enough of what is going on and why. You need to be explaining the events and the way your character is reacting to the events. And this needs to be done with a sense of balance so that you can hook your reader in and not lose them. Without that, you will be throwing them into the deep end and many won't go past the first page. And as writers, it's not something that we want. You want to find a balance that the readers have just enough to get their bearings in the story, but also not too much because that would be bad. That would mean that you'd be given them too much too fast and overwhelm your reader. The key to getting enough through is to give your reader what they need at the time. They don't need to know more than what is necessary so that it doesn't take away from the story. We're looking to feed your reader the information in a way that is natural, that is slow going, but also enough to hook them in further. And it kind of sounds like it's your like pull, it's your elevator pitch, and that's what a 
beginning essentially is. At the same time, you need to be establishing your major dramatical question. The one that your reader will follow through, but you can't give too much away. It has to be able to allow them to sink into the story and fall in love with your narrator and the way that their voice sounds. Beginnings are short. They're not dragged on because the reader needs to know who is speaking, what they are doing, and what their goal to achieve is. You don't want to dwell on getting your readers caught up with who your characters are. Not yet. This will happen naturally and you'll be able to allow your readers to get to know the story through your exposition. Most of the time the readers are more interested in getting to the action of the story, aka the middle. The middle of the story will have some overlap with the beginning. It's natural. They are both a very different part of the story. It's common to see and read that the bulk of the story is in the middle of the book. In the middle of the book, you are further developing the relationship your reader has to your characters. So you're looking at the way your characters are moving through their own narration and just how much of it is affecting your story. It's also where the core of the action of the story happens. It's the uphill climb to get to the information on what is happening. Here in the middle of the book, you are laying the foundations and deepening the work you've already set up in the beginning. There are obstacles that you've put in front of your narrator or in front of the situation. Perhaps your character is leaving their spouse because they cheated on them, or there's some magical prince they forgot to tell them about. The conflict that happens here needs to keep building and building until it can't no more. It's important that through your writing, you are actually allowing your characters to have some solution to some of the conflicts. You don't want to have this build up and then have it drop magically just because you run out of things to write, or for them wandering aimlessly around in the story. The events in the middle of a book are by no means random. They are calculated and make sense to the story. It may be that your protagonist is working towards their goal and they are finding all of the right clues to bring them closer to the climax of the story. A key aspect here is to make sure that you're showing the climax of the story and not just telling your reader what is happening. You want to make sure that they can add up all of the clues and if they guess it earlier than you want to, that's amazing. It means that they're probably a lover of crime fiction or they're a writer and they know exactly what to look for. Which then brings us to the end. This part of your plot is the shortest part of your piece. It tends to be the part that wraps up the story nicely and in a little bow. It's where all of the ideas that you've put in place comes to a crescendo. The end generally follows a pattern which I like to think of as the three C's. There's the crisis, climax, and the consequence. The crisis is the part where the tension hits at the tipping point. Much of this is done in the middle part of a story. Then there is the climax, which is where the tension breaks and then there's the consequence, where the protagonist is working with what has happened after having answered their major dramatical question. Your ending should feel inevitable and unexpected. You don't want your reader to have to guess what is going on before you get there. Although, like we have said, if they are a writer or a crime reader, they will get it. There's no way around that. There is a simple joy in being able to bring a reader to tears or even to have them hanging on the edge of their seat to allow them to get prepared for the next story. Or maybe you've written an ending that your reader doesn't like and they physically throw your book across the room because they're in disbelief that you could do that to your characters. With writing a full-length novel, you also have to bear in mind that your story will have some subplots. These can be as simple as finding out about a long-lost sister your character has, and she happened to be the bully that made her life hell in school, and now she's forced to get to know her as she begins to save her life. Sometimes subplots serve as a lesser parallel to the main plot, and in other cases, a subplot can also be in contrast to the main plot point. There is a balance that you need to also strike here. Having too many subplots can be a hindrance to your story because there is too much going on, but I believe it's something that you can use with great tact. My only advice here, 
make sure that it matches up to your story and doesn't take away from it. Plot and character are inseparable here. It's all about the character's journey and their ability to work through it. So you need to make sure that your characters are strong, fully formed and three-dimensional to withstand the plot drama that is thrown their way. Whew, that is plot. The basics anyway. It's so interesting at how almost all of our topics come straight back to character. This is why they are the whole of the story. It's so important to spend time creating and nurturing who they are before you maybe even get to the story. Or maybe it's giving you that ability to kind of work with who they are before you dive them into their actual plot. I hope you guys have loved this month on plot. Next month, we're going to look at dialogue. But before we get there, tune into the amazing podcast interview with a dear friend. And I know, I know, I keep saying that about every guest, but really, in the writing community, you need a village around you. And it's so important to have amazing and really uplifting people in your life. So I am so blessed and so lucky to be able to pull on the resources that I have around me. So until next week, guys, keep on writing. Thanks for listening to the Writing Apothecary podcast. To find show notes and more information, head over to my website, which is just dreamingfullyawake.com slash podcast, where you'll find show notes, resources, worksheets, and more info about the podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram by just searching at the writing apothecary. I'd also love it if you guys took the time to leave a review or even rate it um, just on your platform. It'll help other creatives and writers find our community and help them get their writing practice and their creativity back on track.